0: welcome this is beyond the hate i'm steven i'm john and today we are doing king arthur <laughs> the legend of the sword the legend of the sword
1: <laughs> said exactly that voice <laughs> yes
0: exactly this is how charlie hunnam talks through the whole movie i am king arthur <laughs> and this is the legend of the sword <laughs> yes. oh, God. he doesn't talk like that at all no definitely uh, not. he has a way better accent than any of us in the history of man except maybe Daniel Radcliffe I could listen to that guy talk for like 600 hours Uh, Michael Caine Michael Caine Michael Caine yeah yeah, he's another one of those guys he has an awesome English accent he could literally be reading like the back of ingredients to a box of cereal and it'd just like man that was fucking magical
1: yeah (laughs) that was magical Michael I heard Michael Caine reading the ingredients to NyQuil and when he got to Dextromethorphan I was like oh shit (laughs) this is getting serious (laughs) this shit is real (laughs) Okay, before uh, we get into anything um Oh yeah, what are, what we, are drinking? we drinking? <laughs> um so this is the uh our old our old uh, friends from Kentucky. This is the Kentucky Old Fashioned Barrel Ale. Ale brewed with cherries and orange peel aged in
0: oak bourbon and bitters barrels.
1: Yes. And basically, it's it's a it's a it's a 3 million out of 3. Yeah, it is it's just amazing.
0: These guys keep getting better and better
1: everything they make is badass yeah i mean it's like sex in a bottle it is it's sex
0: in your mouth
1: (laughs) so apparently steve wants me to spill beer all over my computer
0: (laughs) this is going to be a little competition throughout this episode because this is going to be a fun episode and uh, you guys might get a little special extra episode later after, you know, if you guys might like, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but this King Arthur movie is very interesting. It was pretty much made to be like a, a six part series. Oh, really? Like they wanted this to be a big, this was just supposed to be like the beginning, you know, and they believed in this because Guy Ritchie has been doing great things, you know the Sherlock movies were were great and a success, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much. We you might know, eventually
1: get into those at some point too.
0: Yeah, if anybody hates those, I am pretty sure they do. I can
1: find hate on it about anything realistically. Yeah, I if mean, given if, enough time and the right kind of locations, I can find some interesting stuff. Yeah, time and money, you know. Yeah.
0: Um. So this is just a you know it's one hundred and seventy five million dollar budget for this movie. It it lost money. A lot of people weren't really into it. It did lose money. It how made, much? How much money did they? It made 148 million. So It they, like they, they, they lost like 30 something million. They lost like 30 something million. But this isn't counting like DVDs. This is just box office gross. You know, I bought this movie. I like this movie a lot because it did remind me of like you know Sherlock Holmes and like Snatch. So yeah, there's
1: even some stuff in here that reminds you of Snatch. Right, which is... Um, like when Arthur's explaining their plan, it's yeah. like, shit, this feels like it's taken directly from Snatch or yeah. rock Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, that's just kind of his trademark.
0: Yeah, it, you know? it was. And I was. I think I would have been disappointed personally if that type of stuff wasn't in the movie. I would have been like, oh, this doesn't feel like a guy. It just feels
1: like some movie. You yeah. know, Like like anybody could have directed this movie. But because it's got, like, the explanation scenes they're explaining something and it has the characters in that scenario and they're talking like they are going to be in that scenario Yeah, it feels very much like
0: I would like to hear Ryan George do a pitch meeting for this movie right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um, uh, Guy Ritchie the thing about Charlie Hunnam playing it, Guy Ritchie was so worried about um, Charlie Hunnam's physicality um, the Hunnam told him he could bring in the next two guys that are running a uh, runner up for the parts. He said, I know those guys. I can beat both their asses. You can put both of them in the room and they can fight me at once. <laughs> and I will beat the shit out of both of them. If you're worried about my physicality or whatever. And, uh, I mean, that didn't happen. He didn't have like a triple threat match for between his <laughs> runners up. But the That would have been awesome. <laughs> the intensity I mean, those other two guys was uh Jacques Courtney and Henry Caville. So <laughs> I mean that's a lot to back up if you got in the room with both those guys that are much bigger than Charlie Hunnam. It's like
1: uh, it's like well but there's two guys it's like well then bring more and it'll be a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Like Chris Pine did. So that that would have been pretty pretty awesome.
0: But it's not it's not surprising because Charlie based his uh character of the the uh you know sh- street guy trying to v- survive off the street off of Conor McGregor. So the whole act that he's doing through most of it is doing his version of conor mcgregor as king arthur (laughs) so that's really where he got
1: inspiration from oh that's interesting so i would like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody (laughs) (laughs) he kind of does have
0: uh that attitude uh and and charlie to get in shape for this did 500 push-ups a day and some days he got up to a thousand and fifty jeez most of you fuckers couldn't even do 20. Right. <laughs> that is some intense shit right there. That
1: is yeah. <laughs> it's like people you know always talk about like crossfit and all that kind of shit. It's like, "Nah, fuck that. What about Hunnam fit?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Hunnam fit is no bullshit. <laughs> no,
0: and it's not. I mean, this it's, it's kind of like um Hemsworth. Uh, I watched an interview with him, Hemsworth, and he was uh someone asked him how much he bench, he was like, "I don't bench. I do a lot of push-ups and <laughs> and stuff like that and he was like when i did the thor i had to lift heavy weights and stuff to make my muscles expand and he's like but my workout i don't i don't lift weights i just i do push-ups and just you know some some weight training but mostly just cardio and push-ups
1: right That's what
0: he does and he looks like that that's crazy yeah so, originally this movie was supposed to be made before guy richie was attached to it and it was going to be kit harrington uh, oh, it was going okay. to be Arthur, and uh, it was supposed to be Kit Harrington and somebody else, but they pretty much said, these guys are too unknown, we're not going to make the movie. Um, and uh, The sword was supposed to be like, Guy Ritchie wanted the sword to kind of be like the one ring in The Lord of the Rings. Because he wanted this yeah. to kind of be like
1: a Lord of the Rings type thing. Well, you can, Well, I mean, it even has Oliphants in it. Yeah, This movie has Oliphants in it. has fucking Oliphants in it. No Legolas, though. No, no Legolas. Legolas. And no Gimli or any of that shit. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Where are they at? Because I kept thinking in the very intro of the movie, I'm like, okay, at what point does Legolas like, swing out? <laughs> yeah, and just slide and down. And just though? take out like an entire... Because like, there's like a whole army of these fucking goons, Mordred's goons, that are on top of the backs of these elephants. So it's like... But it does give off a very uh, one-ring type of vibe to it i can say that yeah
0: right it does it does and it's a it's a really feel good fun movie so let's get into the hate <laughs> well
1: so the thing about the hate on this movie is there's gonna be the typical bitching that you're gonna have anytime you do an adaptation especially for something like this that's as beloved as the you know the king arthur stories because everything references King Arthur, right? Like, everybody's done a version of it. There's been plenty of movies. Disney even did, like, the Sword in the Stone movie, you know, which is, like, retelling the story of him pulling the sword, and, you know, like, when he's, like, a boy and stuff. And, you know, the... I think the thing... For some people, they just... They hate Guy Ritchie so much now because he's taken too literary like classics like this the the stories of of king arthur and the sword and the stone and the lady in the lake and on all those like legends and like the legends mm-hmm. of merlin and everything and he people feel like well he's fucked that up and he also fucked up sherlock holmes because he changed a lot of the sherlock holmes stuff and it's well, like uh, here's here's an interesting fact sherlock holmes was not
0: real right <laughs> uh he was a you know he, he's public domain fiction that Conan uh, Sir Car, uh, Arthur Conan Dole right. created. So, literally, that means anyone can do whatever the fuck they want to with that character. Mm-hmm. Just like the BBC like literally series. literally everybody does. Everybody does. I mean, Will Ferrell and John C. Raleigh has a version of Sherlock Holmes. You yeah. know who else could have a version of Sherlock Holmes? Fucking Kevin m- Smith, Kevin Smith, Meryl Streep, and Peter Dinklage could do Sherlock and Watson. <laughs> right, yeah,
1: which I would fucking see. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Peter <laughs> Dinklage could make about anything more awesome. Like,
0: could you imagine like uh, him a Sherlock or something in a movie?
1: Like, I would totally be into that. That would be interesting. <laughs> And especially if like you You have somebody like really interesting to be Watson
0: Like Tom Hiddleston or something (laughs)
1: like that People would be like, oh, oh, it's like it's like tree and Loki. Yeah. But now they're Sherlock Holmes and Watson? What the yeah, fuck? it would be, most people would be like, wouldn't you make Hiddleston uh, Sherlock? No, no, no.
0: The genius is making Peter Dinklage Sherlock and yeah. then have, you know, Tom Hiddleston be a sidekick, the right. doctor. Which he isn't really a sidekick in any of the stories or he's not supposed to be. Just like in... Yeah. You know the Guy Ritchie Holmes movie. He's not he's not Holmes'
1: sidekick. He's he's his partner. Yeah, they're like equal partners. Yeah,
0: Sherlock would be useless without Watson. Yeah, and Watson feels like he doesn't have a purpose without Sherlock. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing in the uh, BBC series um, with, Cumberbatch and with Cumberbatch and Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, like even when Sherlock pisses him off, he's still kind of like, I, I've got to do
1: this because. This gives me purpose, right? You know, but uh, as far as like the the things that that people don't like about about this in particular, it it I think it comes down to that when you start fucking around with with somebody's folklore, they get super pissed about it but um but i'll start off with this it says uh i I read uh guy richie's bio here on imdb it stated there that richie thought film school graduates made boring and unwatchable films his disdain for the work of others seems to go beyond those who studied the film art huh that doesn't stop richie from leaning on the creations of others to sell a movie Richie has a and often manic presentation style. I'll give him some benefit of the doubt in presuming that he does so in an effort to create a sense of action. Unfortunately, it often serves uh, more to make stories incoherent. In watching Richie's Sherlock Holmes reimaginings, I couldn't shake the feeling of Richie's lack of respect for um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Holmes. I get the same sense of a lack of respect for traditional tales of King Arthur. I could go on and on picking the film apart, but all of it boils down to the simple appearance that Richie is simply capitalizing on the popularity of someone else's story, King Arthur and the Legend of Excalibur, by using the name and the title, then remaking the entire story to suit suit a flight of his fancy. Richie might as well have just left the sword out of the story and dropped the name of Arthur from the story and the title. Then he could have gone anywhere he wanted with the story without disappointing moviegoers drawn in by the title. It might have stood on its own as a fair, by no means great, action-slash-fantasy film. As a retelling of the King Arthur legends, it is a disappointment. On second thought, considering Ritchie sold the idea to the movie studio as King Arthur meets Lord of the Rings, perhaps he should have just named the movie accordingly. Then the Tolkien influence and the use of Tolkien's oliphants would make much more sense. Then, too, moviegoers would know better to expect a movie simply about the King Arthur legend, which the current title implies.
0: Yeah, well the thing about the character of Arthur is um he may or may may have not been real at all. So yeah. most you know, most uh historical documents point to probably not. I mean there's um,
1: there's like stories in different literatures poems.
0: about a guy named Arthur, but the closest that you come to him a real life, real life was a general named Arthur, that also may or may not existed. Um, so, you know, I mean this inter- this information is easy enough to find. Uh, you guys want a good source? Uh, I listen to a lot of historical podcasts. Unexplained Mysteries is one of them. They do epi- they do two episodes on King Arthur. They just tell you all the facts they're not trying to twist anything, uh, right. so um but the 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 exciting thing about this movie was the fantastical elements, mm-hmm. like, and it would have got more fantastical because there eventually would have been a Merlin, you know, and and you know it would have built up to something really big, and all the fonts, like that's not just something Tolkien could use. Also, they're making a movie about J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, um, actually, that's, it's like a
1: huh. it's like a Fox Searchlight movie, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Nick Hope. Congrats, that's a big part.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting. It'll be kind of like what was the life of the of Tolkien, you know, before he wrote Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: they can't fuck that story up. But uh, the thing about Guy Ritchie, he he drew inspiration from that, and generally, when people do that, they get applauded like whenever they draw inspiration from someone great like um what's a good example of this uh maybe like a Brian De Palma type thing you know drew inspiration from uh works like Stanley Kubrick Mm -hmm. a little earlier from that because you can you could definitely tell from like camera angles and stuff De Palma used but like the uh the rotating camera angle where he would rotate around structures and stuff, kinda like Tarantino does now. Yeah. See, I I just totally listed like an entire evolution of filmography in a sentence. Right. It's like Kubrick, De Palma, Tarantino. Like <laughs> That's do you go through several generations of Yeah, I mean, and they they all use these there. steady camera angles and a lot of structures. Like the to me, like the um The chainsaw scene in uh, Scarface uh, reminds me of the the camera angle wise, reminds me of the the, uh, uh, Vincent and uh, Jules scene before they're going into the door to uh, retrieve the briefcase. Mm -hmm. How that camera is just kind of steady and just kind of, you know, it reminds me a lot of that. And, you know, the Palma did it first tarantino got a little better of doing it you know yeah so that's how stories usually you go because there was a you know uh clive oven uh, king arthur maybe also made like probably but like 10 15 years before this
1: uh that was the one that had like Kira knightley as guinevere yeah that yeah. was like what 2005?
0: Yeah, so was Two like 10, th- 2005 yeah so it's like 10 15 years yeah 10 15 years before it you know, it was a little bit more what people would think would be accurate, but it's still like you know, like had Guinevere like killing a bunch of people and yeah, you know, that's not in any of the stories. She wasn't like an archer or anything. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, because I remember after watching that, I was like, was she actually like a was she like a Celtic warrior? And it's like some people think that you know, maybe in some interpretations she might have been a Celtic warrior, and then in another interpretation she's not. I think only in
0: one interpretation, interpretation, and that's a literature that was written like 400 years later. Right. So a lot of those things you have to watch out for whenever you're talking about like, oh, well, they can't do that in film. It's like, well, where do you think these other fantasies came from? It came from people hearing about the story of author secondhand and then writing their own stories.
1: Well, yeah, because that's a lot of times how some of these things are made is somebody has an idea about like a really cool story and then it's like a game of telephone. You tell it to somebody right. and then they go so they they take most of what they heard and then they'll put some embellishments in. Then when that next generation's like, oh well I'm gonna pass that story down to my kids then they'll add some different things to it because the whole idea of having a, a mage named Merlin that did magic and stuff and, and, you know, worked with or with Arthur, it's like there's no evidence that there was anybody um, in in history that is that Merlin character. I know. Yeah, like, he's it, just a totally made up character. In in Celtic terms, uh, his his name means something in in, in Celtic. It's like a, it's like Mir- Mir- or something like that. Yeah, it, but also that doesn't
0: like, mean that he isn't significant because a lot of characters that was created during uh, like these crazy times all had purpose right and we're not going to go into each and every one of them but you know like people like hercules you know in the the greeks time and stuff like that he had a purpose for being a story and they said some of his stories could have been multiple people doing things similar to what hercules accomplished and, and, and just it just made it all, one put person. it all together as one person and that was the story that gave hope to people so, yeah. th- that that's how a lot of actual Greek mythology started. Somebody accomplishing something and the stories getting embellished to give people hope. And King Arthur was no different because, you know, um, King Arthur, like, it was written in stories to defeat the Saxons and stuff like that mm-hmm. that were invading. You know, re- real English, not Saxon English. Uh which is basically what most English people are now. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to have imagination to believe in these stories anyway. So why right. not use imagination to make a film of it? And Guy Ritchie has imagination. Yes. Especially when it's going to be a six-film series. You know, they were hoping on the success of this,
1: and we were going to get a whole six-part story. And I would have liked to have seen it. I think the thing that happens, though, is that sometimes... I think with these these big, like, these kind of... In, like, these, like, uh, sword and sorcery type movies, we don't really get shit like this very much anymore. I mean, like, the only things we get is, you know, like, we get, like, the Lord of the Rings type stuff and then, of course, the Hobbit movies... Which are some elements of that? They're more like your kind of traditional high fantasy, the Tolkien style fantasy, right? But like sword and sorcery stuff, like Conan the Barbarian, Mm -hmm. and like with like Masters of the Universe and stuff like that. That's like you know like mythical heroes, badass sword fights, right? Fucking you know like in the Masters Universe, you had like Skeletor and shit like that, and And Dolph Lundgren, right? Yeah, exactly. But like I'm, I'm talking about like the actual part two. Although the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph was, was definitely interesting. I, I, I always liked it. Yeah. I know Steve and, always did because he's a Lundgren fan. But we yeah. but like may do
0: that movie. That might actually be Masters a fun Masters of the Universe. Yeah. That might
1: be one that we could do for Dolph, definitely. That would be a fun one. To um, do. But, uh, you know, like these Sword and Sorcery movies, you don't really see them that much anymore. And I think it I, I think what it is is I think that there's there's a death of, of imagination that's gone on in the world. It is. Like everybody wants to be like, oh well it has to be like one hundred
0: percent accurate. But somehow Bohemian Rhapsody movie is a success and people love that and that's like there's a bunch of made up eighty percent in inaccurate. Like they just made up shit in that movie. Like it's more fantasy than the King Arthur movie. And it's based on a real guy. Right. Like a proven real guy. We know who the fuck Freddie Mercury yeah, was. Exactly. <laughs> so, that that's to me, that's worse. Making money off a fake story of someone that was in our own fucking time and we think is real. That's worse than someone like, you know, because the Dark Ages, a lot of people don't know this, the Dark Ages isn't named the Dark Ages because, I mean, fucked up shit did happen, but it's not named that because of fucked up shit that happened. It's named that because pretty much all historical documents from that part are non existent. Right. We don't know what the fuck
1: happened. We're in the dark about what happened. Yeah, that's why it's called the
0: Dark Ages. We don't know what the fuck happened because most of history was pretty much fucking erased.
1: You can't prove that none of this shit didn't happen. Yeah, but you can't prove it did
0: either. Yeah. So basically. Shut the fuck
1: up and enjoy a cool action movie.
0: Yeah, so just watch it. You know, it's not like, hey, the Lord of the Rings, man, they can't do that fantastical shit. I mean, it's, it's a not fucking real. fantasy world. It's like
1: none of it's like real. Elves and fucking giant elephants and wizards and shit, you know? Yeah. And like giant fucking eagles and like people with like rings of power and shit. Well, yeah. It's like, obviously, it's meant to be a fantasy, but that's the thing is that. Everybody, whenever, because in all these things, they were like, you know, he butchers the story of King Arthur. It's like, there isn't one definitive version of what King Arthur's story is. No, there's hundreds of versions of King Arthur. Yeah, so it's like, he's basically just taking the base elements and he's doing, he's basically adding his spin to that story.
0: Right, and, and if there was a person that was King Arthur, he definitely wouldn't have wanted this burden.
1: No. You know, uh, I want yeah. the stories of 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 me to be like 50 permutations deep. It's yeah. like nobody wants that. You would want one definitive legend. It's like but that's the thing with historical figures like this is, you know, if you if you go by I mean even like the Vikings have their legends. Like you were just talking about the Greek stuff and like the legends of Hercules and right. and stuff like that. If you actually dig into like the real folklore of like the Greeks, they have some of the most Fucked up shit ever in their stories. It's all tragedy. bunch of bunch of rape. Yeah, bunch of rape and child murder. Every woman that he saw, and he was like the god of all. Like everyone worshipped Zeus, but he raped everybody. Right, he basically fucked like any woman that he wanted to, whether she wanted to or not. And then you know who the only
0: good person was of the gods in actual Greek mythology? It was Hades,
1: the god of the underworld.
0: Yeah, he was the only good one because even the story. The rape of Persephone, he's not actually raping her. He, he is given her by Zeus,
1: yeah. takes
0: her down to Hades, treats her like a goddess. She eats four uh, um, pomegranate seeds in the underworld. So every year she has to come down to the underworld for four, four months out of the year, which is how winter happens because they wrote storylines for their seasons.
1: Yeah, to make sense of the world around them. Yeah, so these are ancient peoples, they don't really understand science that much yet. Not until you get to like the later Greek eras. Yeah. When you have like Pythagoras and you have like, you know, like Aristotle and like all the philosophers and the mathematicians. That would Greeks the Greek society gets a lot smarter, but when they're in this like mythology age, they're like, Oh, well, the reason why we have like four months of like really cold weather is because Persephone's down in Hades. You yeah, know, and she can't. Underworld. She can't
0: control the seasons when she's down there, so everything right. gets cold, because her mom was. Um, she was the one that controlled the harvest. So when Persephone goes down Diana? to Hades, Diana,
1: or was or was, or was Diana the goddess of war? No, no, that's uh, that's Should, Athena. Um, Athena is the goddess of war. The, yeah.
0: Uh, Dian- and xena's Dianian. the warrior princess <laughs> she
1: is the war- warrior princess so i'm glad we got that close right yeah, it's close to diana's uh
0: D- nice is not diana no, is like not the, the wine god it's close to that dad. i forget her name but she's the goddess of demeter harvest. demeter
1: demeter yeah, yeah
0: she's the goddess of harvest so she's the she controls the seasons so yeah that's but why like,
1: she mourns whenever persephone goes in the underworld and then it becomes winter right But that's the thing. If you were trying to make a movie on like the Greek legends, you would be like, "Well, we really are going to have to show like Zeus like raping like five hundred different women in this movie." And people are like, "You can't show that much rape." It's like that's what the stories are. That's the legend. Yeah, he he literally tricked like Hercules was born because he
0: tricked. Uh, Hercules's mom into thinking that he was her husband and slept with her and got her pregnant,
1: and then because, her husband like his showed mom up. Mom was just supposed to be like really smoking hot. Yeah, so he just came
0: down there disguised as her actual husband, who was off on a uh,
1: trade route or something like that. And he wasn't was, he? Was, didn't he like go to India or something? Yeah, or some, uh, went, I forget the specific overseas. place,
0: but he came back like like the night like Zeus came and dressed at him, had sex with her and got her pregnant and left went back to Olympia and then her husband came back the next day and uh she was pregnant <laughs> yeah well she was she was like he was like, "I'm so happy to see you and stuff," and she was like, "Well, I seen you last night." And he was like, "I was still on the road." And she was like, oh, "I think I fucked Zeus." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that could happen in I think I probably just
1: fucked Zeus. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it was lightning and stuff whenever he showed up. So oh. she put it together like, "Well, I probably just fucked Zeus."
1: <laughs> you can make that a T-shirt. Well, I probably just fucked <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you see how
1: convoluted and crazy that shit is? It People is trying to do. And he was like the good guy. Yeah, he was supposed to be like the the <laughs> God of gods, right? Yeah. You know he's supposed to be like the main god. It's like him and and Hera, right? Yeah. And he cheated on Hera with, like, anything that had a vagina. Yeah, and she was the goddess of marriage. Right. So she couldn't divorce him. Right. <laughs> Isn't that... Isn't these stories fucked
0: up? So, so she he, was
1: basically so, raped, too. <laughs> so... But that's the thing. It's like, do they really have any, like, historical records of any of this shit from, like, Arthur's time period? They have... They don't have, like, um...
0: Complete records. But they have yeah. some documents of people named Arthur that did great things and but most of the time it was a general Yeah, that was spoke of and not, named not a
1: Arthur, not a king. So did he just become a king and you know, from the people passing the story down to their children from generation to I generation? I think
0: so, like they needed a king of England to bring the country together because they were being invaded by Saxons. Yeah,
1: and so they were like, okay, well, we're gonna, we're gonna make a, uh, you know, he's like a, he's like an inspirational character. Yeah, you know, kind of like how um, America, you know, creates Captain America for World War II to right, to make right. He you was know, basically propaganda. Yeah, he was kind of like a propaganda character. So
0: he could have been a real person, but the story about him is totally fake. Well, and that's the thing. It's like so. It's what a, do you What do you know? What's real and he? what is fake? You know, like yeah, like so. You can pretty much make your own fucking story up, and you can make it an epic and at least give them a good story. You know? Yeah. Instead but, of whatever the hell Richard Gere and Sean Connery did that one time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man, but. Uh... But yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll take like a, a break here, and then when we come back, we will talk about. Well, we'll talk about Charlie Hunnam, and then we'll also talk about um, pretty much every other character in this movie. <laughs> Great, yeah. So, okay, so we'll we'll be back in just just a sec.
0: And we're back. And of course that was yeah. the great Marilyn Manson fight yes. song off of Hollywood. You guys, yes. if you haven't ever heard that album before,
1: one of his best. One of my favorites. <laughs> we're going to send Tommy back there hits hit you in the head with a tech hammer. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, <be> retard. a <laughs> retard. <laughs> great line. Great oh, line. God, I right. love that line. <laughs>
0: Yep, and if you guys get offended by the words retard, we are from the
1: 90s, so we do not give a fuck. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we use it a lot. doesn't mean anything as people who have mental disabilities, because yep. those people are cool.
0: Yeah, those keep people are cool. The people that get offended by this, you're a bunch of retards. You're a bunch of retards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But the song does kind of make sense, though, because he's... because uh vortigan thinks of himself as something kind of like a god I mean, right he does those those so. lyrics
0: actually it was kind of like well what are you gonna play on the way back and i was like i kind of have an idea i haven't heard that song in so long and then i start playing i was like actually that kind of makes sense yeah it does make it sense it was a calling it, it it just came to me <laughs> this <Yeah>. is destiny <laughs> which let's talk about
1: you know sir king arthur's destiny right um so, as far as Arthur himself goes, old uh, Charlie Hunnam. Now, one thing I will say uh, I, Charlie Human? Yeah, people kept calling him Charlie Charlie Human or Charlie Human, and I'm like, how do you. You can Google his fucking name. If you're on IMDb and you're typing this shit, you have access to the internet because you're on the internet when you're typing this shit. You can click over to google.com, type in. Uh, the Sons of Anarchy, and just look at the cast list. Find Jax, and you'll be like, "Oh, it's should Which would Hunnam. be at the top, with yeah. Ron Perlman and Katie Siegel, right? It, it, so when you find Jax, then you find Charlie Hunnam, not Charlie Hummin. You know, A lot of times, I'm not super great at
0: names, but I don't think I've ever once mispronounced Charlie Hunnam's name. No, like it is so simple, it is just you know like some names I'm not great at I'm actually fairly good at Polish names now because I get a lot whenever I play Madden right so I had to become good at that
1: we draft a lot of <laughs> Polish people
0: so but, but like uh, you know a lot of other names uh I'm not great at but Hunnam was not hard for me <laughs>
1: yeah it's an english it's, name it's not difficult
0: yeah english names are just they're not that hard anyway no because like, they're pretty straightforward names yeah. most of the time you know they don't
1: have like 17 consonants in a yeah. row like you do in polish sorry any polish
0: people who <laughs> yeah. might be listening but you know like i i get it like i think their names <laughs> just seeing them are really cool it's just hard to pronounce sometimes because it's like there's like four k's and a z in there right
1: <laughs> And sometimes you don't like if you look at if you look at uh, like the the coach of Duke like Mike Shashevsky, Krzy- yeah. you look at that and it looks like Krzyzewski or something, yeah. and you're like, how the fuck do you get Shashevsky off of that? But that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Yeah. So
0: I was like, No, oh, was it uh um, uh, John Krasinski?
1: Yeah, John Krasin- Krasinski.
0: Krzyzewski Kras- yeah. or whatever. Yeah. His 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 name is like 14 letters, but it's just Krasinski. Yeah. That doesn't sound like 14 letters. You know, it sounds no. like it should be like Krasinski, you know, yeah. like you know, it should be longer. But it's like it's John Krasinski. Yeah, and it's like okay, that sounds like six letters.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. <laughs> I just think it's like funny how like some people would just automatically spell his name wrong, and it's like so you're gonna you're gonna dog about this guy and you're gonna. You're going to go on IMDb and you're going to talk shit about Charlie Hunnam. How many people did you see spell his name wrong through uh, your research? Of all the comments that I looked at, because I looked at, what, f- like 50 comments? Maybe 60. I don't really count because some of them I glance at it. and I it's mean, just what, what was the percentage then? The percentage out of like maybe the 60 was like maybe half.
0: Of oh the wow! That's who got too many wrong. That's too many because the
1: internet exists. Yeah, and it you're using it forty forty to forty five percent. of You're the using people. it. If I'm ever
0: typing something on the internet, which is not super common, but if I am, and I'm like, how do I spell this person's name? I don't just guess. I go look real quick. Yeah, and say okay, that's how I spell it, and then go back and finish my thing. Mm -hmm. like if you can't even spell someone's name i'm sorry your opinion's invalid right if you can't take the time to go learn how someone's name that you're bitching about is spelled then you didn't take the time to even watch this movie and you can even copy and paste yeah that's a thing (laughs) it's been a thing since like 1994
1: right (laughs) when like you were able to do that shit on like Windows in like the early '90s, where you could yeah. like copy a thing of text and then Windows
0: '94,
1: <laughs> or was it Windows '95?
0: No, Windows '95. '95, yeah. People still consider the best Windows. It's probably XP. It probably is XP, but yeah. you know how people are. Because people fuck it, XP. I'm still Windows '95, son. I still got that original <laughs> load of Doom, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't do anything with that at all now. No. You you could probably get on Your America online. Absolutely. <laughs> Your shit's absolutely.
1: It's, like, it's like
0: doesn't doesn't Yahoo own AOL now? Uh, yes, and, like
1: because Yahoo and AOL are like combined. Yeah, I was
0: about to, I was yeah. I remember that from like the what two thousand? Sometime vibe? in like yeah, two
1: thousand two, two thousand three. No, it was maybe a little bit later than that. Because AOL, when AOL kind of fell off and nobody really used AOL as their main way to get on the internet, for people who don't know, in case you didn't grow up in the 90s and you're a dirty millennial. You dirty millennials. Dirty millennials? Nah, millennials can be okay. Sometimes. Uh, but in Unless case you guys
0: are those hipster jobsters that hang out at Starbucks. Starbucks is done. Get over it. You're, <laughs> Starbucks is done, son. Cuff the bean is going on its way down, son. <laughs> it's um, too expensive for some fucking milk and coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah. My roommate works at Starbucks. Uh, and I hear stories about crazy shit that these, these kids will buy. He jacks it in the coffee cup. You know <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: <laughs> you guys are drinking nut juice. <laughs> Oh, uh, you want you want you want that, that organic mixture? I got something organic for you. All <laughs> natural. Think about that next time you're drinking a fifteen dollar fucking
1: <laughs> coffee. Coffee. Yeah. And my roommate's also uh, he's a vegetarian as well. He's not a vegan. He's not militant about it, but he, he is, is a not vegetarian. Not Thomas
0: Jane, but he's.
1: But he's also sixty, fake. so he's kind of like he he would he, my roommate if he wasn't born in like the fifties. He really would be like a hipster person now. He would be a millennial. He's like
0: an old millennial. Yeah, he's like
1: an old millennial. Exactly. Because yeah. he's a vegetarian. And it's like, if you're a vegetarian, whatever, that's your life. You eat what you want to eat. Um, so, if he's a vegetarian. He works at Starbucks. And, you know, he's very liberal. I'm liberal about some things, too. And other things, maybe not so much. But the thing is, is that... We're like, not
0: very liberal about the word retarded. Yeah,
1: yeah uh we use we use the word retarded liberally so um i'll even use it as uh
0: as an example donald trump is retarded right is that liberal
1: or like would that be a liberal statement that would be a pretty liberal statement i guess yeah
0: okay see that's not offensive but if i say like you know yo mama's retarded still liberal i think yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know what point you were
1: trying to make there but i think i think you i was trying to there. i
0: was trying to see if i would i could like use it in a worse sentence but i don't i don't really use it like <laughs> i don't really use it ever dissing somebody unless yeah. it's you know Channing tatum
1: yeah i mean because <laughs> his like acting it's...
0: which would be like his acting career is retarded
1: right yes cause he
0: shouldn't have got that many parts no because
1: he isn't an actor <laughs> No, he's a stripper that just kind of happened to get famous because of his looks.
0: Yeah, it's like,
1: he, is, he's like Jason Momoa without the talent. Right, yeah. It's like, it, it's kind of like how Cardi B got famous. She just got famous for being like a stripper, right? Yeah, and, then just and just doing kind of decided, yeah. that thing. You know, it's like, you're just making shit up. You sound like a bird. What the hell is your yeah. problem? But, uh... <laughs> uh... But yeah, it's just I just think it's kind of funny how um, you know, like, for people who don't know, like, America Online used to be the way that you got onto the internet. When you went on the internet,
0: you used to get these
1: discs. Yeah, where you can
0: get so many free minutes. Yeah, and of people get them
1: shits all the time. People get them shits all the time. Like, you know, I uh, I remember the people asking about like Net Zero, like just even like a year or so ago. Like is Net Zero still around? It's like no, Net Zero was long fucking dead. Net Zero lasted like two years. Right, it it died very quickly.
0: Yeah, AOL, uh, AOL kind of went the way. You remember when you used to get these PlayStation PlayStation magazines and you get free demos of games? Oh, the demo discs were cool. And then sometimes they would even come with full games. Yeah. And that was just for buying their magazine. They would put demos in it. That shit doesn't happen anymore. No,
1: because magazines don't exist anymore. <laughs> magazines really don't exist anymore.
0: And, uh, you know, fucking systems don't come with games anymore. No, unless they you buy the to, bundle. Unless you buy a bundle. used to Nintendo, which was one thing that I loved about them over everyone else, is they were the system that still... Had games come with their systems?
1: Mm-hmm. You, bought, you bought you bought, a, you bought a, a old school regular Nintendo. I know we're gonna get back to King Arthur just. We got this. We we'll go try. off on attention sometimes. If you guys know anything about this show, we, we fucking we will talk meander, about We'll come sh- back. We'll get back to
0: King We're Arthur We're talking about this movie, but we got a point here and we'll come <laughs> back around. You guys just fucking chill out, man. You're on a magical journey. But yeah, I mean, Nintendo but, used to come with a Mario game. Yeah, you would, buy, you
1: would buy a Nintendo and you would get a copy of Super Mario Brothers and, and it would probably be packed with Now Netflix. we have to buy the remade
0: Mario game that was on the fucking Wii U separately. <laughs> yeah. That can't even come with the switch now right like this was a game that was on your FELD system that you just remade and put on your new system that should come with the system yeah you <laughs> fucked up not us <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like uh, remember like when um it was the because on the what was it on the nintendo 64 didn't it come with like it was like pilot wings or was it wave race the Wave Race game did come with a version of with the Nintendo 64. one of 64, them, yeah. But
0: Mario 64 and uh, came with one version of it, and the other version of it, Firefox came with it.
1: Yeah, and then they had another one that was uh, the Donkey Kong Edition. The Donkey Kong Edition, which was the yellow one. Yeah, that one. That was which I had. One.
0: I had the yellow one because I always liked Donkey Kong more than Mario.
1: Yeah, I've always yeah. been a big fan of Donkey Kong, especially Donkey Kong Country. But but, uh, but having said that, Mario.
0: like Mario 64 is one of the greatest Mario games ever made. Yeah. In Sunshine.
1: If you have some shit to say about it, you know, change our minds.
0: Yeah. If you guys want to email us about that, we may even make an episode. Email us at beyondthehateatyahoo.com. at yahoo.com. Like
1: vintage gaming.
0: Yeah, vintage gaming. We would we would definitely do it because we have knowledge. Now, let's get back to King Arthur before <laughs> we just talk about video games all night. Yeah, we just
1: hijacked the whole episode. Uh, but basically, so... It says, uh, Charlie Hunnam, is there any worse actor who gets cast in such high-budget films? The acting from Hunnam, I loved him as Jax Teller, uh, by the way, is laughable. Almost as laughable uh, uh, with how pretty he was in the final fight scene sequence of the film, even though he had just taken a pasting. Arthur was uh, so Arthur was stolen of his birthright, and he was raised by prostitutes. He then pulled the sword out of the out of the rock, that uh, that proving he is king. That's how it's that's how it's, uh, uh, that's basically it. There is no character development other than some clips of him growing up. He is so wooden, so unbelievable that it's hard to take him seriously or believe anyone would follow him. Arthur himself is a modern anti-hero that only 12-year-old boys are drawn to. The fact that he hoarded money is supposed to show that he has potential for power. Um, what? His character is moronic and selfish, and imagining this man being a legendary uh, king makes my head hurt. Folks... Try this exercise. Instead of being a beautifully scripted, blonde young man spouting those lines, pretend he is an aging, balding man with an unattractive face and a potbelly. Does the character still shine through? Arthur's character development consists of him getting punched throughout the years, and that's about it. In his adulthood, he's arrogant and disliked by everyone, even people closest to him. Even the people who want him to take the throne are really discouraged and openly express their resentment towards him.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, one thing about that is, this person does have a hell of an imagination, because all that was totally fantasy. (laughs) Like, he is probably the most beloved character of all time, from everyone, because everyone has his back, like, throughout the- even the fucking police. They're like, hey, Charlie, you know, you you fucking nearly killed one of these Vikings. Uh, You can't do that. You can't do that, Arthur. Right. Because they're protected by the king or whatever. And he's yeah. just like,
1: so? I don't give a fuck, yeah. You know, they, they, they fucked up. And th- that's, I think, the thing about, like, you know, people say that, like, he's... he they, they have to quickly show him going through the years being a young man. Basically what they're trying to do, because Guy Ritchie... From what I had heard about this from seeing people talk about it in the comments, they were like Guy Ritchie's original version of this movie was supposed to be like over three hours long and when they looked at and you might be able to you know to back me up on that. Yeah, it was. It it's was supposed to be over three hours and then after Guy Ritchie showed them like his director's cut of it, they were like, You gotta condense like an hour of shit down. Like you gotta get it to about two hours. You can't make this over three hours because we're just people are just gonna see the runtime and go fuck this. We're not watching that. And he was like, ah, okay. So where can I speed time up, where I can because they are probably gonna show a lot more of him growing up as a boy, right? And you know, and and like helping the women in the brothel. You know, he was also like a street thief. He like stole money. He was like a hustler. He was a street hustler. He learned how to grow up on the streets basically. Yeah, he was and a street rat. Like he was a ladron. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so, you know, it's like... A better Aladdin. So Guy Ritchie's like, okay, well, let's just take all the stuff of him growing up as a boy and, like, growing into becoming a man, and we'll just condense that down to about five minutes' worth.
0: They cut a lot of Jude Law stuff out, too, because he was supposed to have a little bit more backstory also. Mm-hmm. But whenever you ask somebody, it'd be like asking Peter Jackson, like, "Hey, just cut the Lord of the Rings down to like an hour and a half, could you do that?" And it's like, "No, I couldn't even. Uh, I couldn't uh, even open up the first movie in an hour and a half, right? Yeah, like literally the Fellowship of the Ring. Like, there's like an you're like hour. two hours in
1: before you actually get to the Fellowship. <laughs> yeah, you leave the Shire
0: at like 45 minutes. Uh-huh. So you're asking someone that just filmed three hours worth of shit to cut it down to two. That's pretty fucking hard. You're
1: trying to cut a lot of stuff out.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times, like I would like to see the director's cut of this.
1: Yeah. Oh, it'd be of, amazing. Yeah. Like I, I know a lot of people talk shit about, you know, Oliver Stone's Alexander. I fucking love that movie. Yes. I know you do. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things when they, they told, Oliver Stone they're like you cannot make this like fucking four and a half hours that's just way too fucking long and he was like well he's like it's intended to be an old school epic like Ben-Hur which was like four hours Cleopatra was like I think right at four hours very
0: inaccurate movie about Cleopatra
1: though (laughs) Uh, but anyway but that's what he was aiming for was like you know stuff like that like the Ten Commandments movie which was like right around four hours you know, he was like, "I want this to be like a kind of an old school, like period film epic. It's supposed to be like you watch two hours, you get to an intermission point. We'll actually have an intermission in the movie, and then you go piss, you go get popcorn, whatever. Then you come back, and then you have like another like hour and a half, two hours to go to finish the story of Alexander. And yeah, it's, like, a, uh, you it's an do... experience. Yeah, he's like, it's supposed to be like like a massive scale epic." And when he showed that to them, they were like, you fucking cannot make this this long. So they're like, you got to basically cut everything down into the runtime of like two and a half hours for the theatrical version. And it's amazing
0: like, how much intention span Oliver Stone has considering how much cocaine he has done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's just like the dog from up. He's like squirrel.
0: <laughs> no, he isn't. Coc- that's, that, that's the thing. He, he's, he's done you admittedly would- <laughs> a lot of cocaine and he has yeah. like an amazing attention span. Yeah, like, he can make movies just maybe, hours and hours and hours. Maybe
1: long. coke is like the thing that calms him down. <laughs> maybe it has, it has the a opposite reverse effect, effect on him and just makes him focus. Yeah, which
0: I think it's been a long time since he's did coke. It was just whenever he was in his famous phase in the 80s. Yeah, in the yeah. 80s, you know. But uh, some people have their phases. But I actually let, let me just clarify the thing about the Cleopatra thing that was inaccurate. Uh, they make her out to be a seductress suggest- and stuff like that, and that movie about Cleopatra that was like four hours long, that wasn't her role at all. She was just really, she was a leader of the people, she was genius, and she was one of the greatest leaders of all time, and that is historically accurate. Right. That's what they found recently, though, so this, that's not the fault of the old school Cleopatra movie, it's just their inaccuracies, there's a lot of them, because yeah. the stuff that they've uncovered in the, the, the last... 20 years shows that cleopatra was more than just you know a seductress actually she wasn't one at
1: all <laughs> yeah well and that's the <laughs> even thing- though, you know she
0: slept with julius ears or mark anthony but that was a relationship thing she had the equal amount of power she didn't sleep her way to power she already had the power because she um uh you know had the love of all of her people
1: yeah well because she was actually considered pharaoh wasn't she
0: yeah, she was the ruler, even yeah. though her brother challenged her, everyone recognized her. And she was the only ruler in Egypt, she was the last ruler in G- Egyptian history. Uh, the monarch ruler. Yeah. Uh, uh, she is the only one that put her face on bronze coins, which most pharaohs only ever put their faces on the most expensive currency. On the gold coins. She put it on the commoners'
1: currency. Yeah. Well, kind of like nowadays, like you have like, you know, like all the money in England has the Queen's face on it. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a reference to the ruling, you know, monarchy. But, uh, but you know, I, she has no
0: power, really.
1: I mean, eh, most of her power is really just in Parliament now. I mean, she does have some overriding power, but mainly the, the Queen nowadays is more like a figurehead. Right. She's just considered like a head of state. Um, uh, she's not as far as like back in the day the monarchy ruled everything and then eventually they started to back off of that when they modernized everything but I think the thing about like this movie in particular like when if people talk about like well he doesn't you know it's like is they feel like they're like well they just kind of skip over like all of his like earlier days. It's like you get pretty much everything you need to understand from that like five minute supercut of him growing up. You know he's a street rat. He was basically taken in by a brothel. He was raised by prostitutes, right? And mm-hmm. they didn't really know what to tell him, so they're just like, well, uh, you know, you uh, one of the uh, one of the guys. Uh, knocked up one of the girls and, you know, that kind of thing and so, but, you know, she's not here anymore so we took you in because nobody else would take you in they don't know who he is, they can't tell him, oh yeah, you're Arthur Pendragon you are, you know you are the son of the rightful, you know, king of Camelot, you know um, you are like the the king of England. Like they don't know any of that shit. They find him in a he, he fucking floats over in a basket. Yeah, and like they just Moses find style, him. right? Yeah, exactly. He's like, just he, like he he goes
0: total Moses style in this motherfucker. Yeah,
1: well, and that's why it's like because you see on a lot of these things, like there's a bit of like the mythologies mixing because that very much feels like it's a biblical type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know that like he gets taken in. Um, by these women and he just kind of floats over on a boat you know i'm on a boat <laughs> which is fun which is fine to have biblical re- references in because this people are going to recognize that they're gonna yeah they're like, going to oh, have they're, they're going to recognize
0: that and the only reason england survived as what it is today is because of christianity you know because whenever they were fighting the vikings that is what won <laughs> you know it was the christian faith against the pagan faith of the vikings that's the only right. thing that kept the english people on the same side mm-hmm. and had to unite to defeat that that's yeah. the only thing that that's the only thing that defeated that yeah and then half of england though you know uh even whatever religion they were were still pretty much half viking because they they bred with so many people they pretty much changed the entire bloodline
1: yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, and that's I think you know with uh, with Arthur's story in this movie, it's like because they don't really un- I don't think very many people know the actual backstory they they don't know the childhood of Arthur. they just know of him as like a, as like a man. and so Guy Ritchie's like, well, what what would have happened if say he he was like if you set it up to where you know Uther. Uh, he slays Mordred, which is like this this mage that rises to like this great power, and he commands this large army. He slaughters Mordred in the very beginning of the movie, and so you're like, well, fuck, he just killed the main villain in like the first like 10, 15 minutes. So what happens now? And then so what happens is his brother, Vortigern, is trying to take the country for himself because he's he basically thinks that well, you know, if I can if I can take Uther out. I can take, you know, over, you know, command, you know, command of the country and I can be the king now. And, you know, if his son's not in the picture, then I don't have to worry about any kind of a birthright claim. So basically Uther, he loses his wife uh, and then he ends up getting killed because he can turn himself into that revenant or whatever because he, he, Vortigern basically sacrifices people that are close to him he sacrifices his own wife at the beginning of the movie to turn himself into that uh demon form or that Mm -hmm. revenant or whatever he's supposed to be where he gains this immense power from like this dark magic and then he attacks uther and kills him and his last act is to basically he throws the excalibur up excalibur you know kills him by you know getting him you know impaling him and then he turns into the stone. It's yeah, kinda of fucked up. It's he, pretty awesome. Like he is the stone. That's the why stone. the
0: only person that can pull the sword from the stone is his son.
1: Yeah. Um, because it's basically the his only
0: son is meant to, to wield Excalibur. Yeah. That that pretty much guarantees it. The only person that can rule is his son. Yes, it's pretty brilliant. And Vortigern
1: cannot wield the sword. Yeah, like he might be of the right bloodline, but he can't actually wield it. Yeah, like only Arthur can. Yeah, because the magic only happens whenever he's holding it, because you can see the runes light up. Yeah, because.
0: And the most badass scene in this is whenever him and his friends are all cornered, and he's telling them all to get go down in the sewers and they're like, no, mm-hmm. no. I'm afraid of the dark, man. There's like, after you, King. You yeah, know, after, after you. you. After you and, you know, you just see Arthur's just like,
1: no, no, and everything we like that. Go, and then, we uh, need to go and then one our, of those black legs pulls that dagger on the mage and he's like oh, and then like the fucking excalibur lights up and, and he, he just kills goes, everyone that comes in there. Fucking he just goes John Ham on all and of those guys. And he just
0: goes <laughs> totally fucking ham on he goes, everybody. He goes John Ham on everybody <laughs> and he fucking that was the best scene in the movie. He fucking kills everybody in the room and then he's just like I think I'm going to go in the sewers now. <laughs> and everybody's like
1: yeah, that's yeah. the
0: fucking king right there. Yeah, like he you know he fucking slaughters everyone that fucking walks in there, and
1: anybody else who was watching it from like their balconies and their windows and stuff, they're like, oh shit, this yeah. is the real king. He actually can wield Excalibur like Arthur yeah. could. This dude is legit.
0: This dude is, and the that's king. where
1: the legend of Arthur starts to spread because they're like he actually can wield Excalibur. He yeah. has to be the real king. Yeah. just chills. Chills right now. It's yeah. such a good it's such a good scene. The theme. thing that I like the most uh like with this is when there's that the part when Vortigan's doing that that original monologue when he was like he's like you're going to go out there and you're going to show these you know you're going to show you know that uh, you are not the rightful ruler and all this kind of stuff and that, you know, it's like, and you will you will not touch the sword. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's like, you're going to do everything that I tell you to do and then he's basically like, I'll give you a merciful quick death. Like, it's like, if you go out there and you put on, you know, this uh, this kind of like to make me look good, then I'll give you a quick death. I'll make sure the the, you know, the executioner lops your head off fairly quickly. You know, he's like, I'm going to promise you that you're going to have a quick death and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where it's like that little monologue that uh, Jude law does. And that I'm like, Oh God, he, you can tell when he was reading the script, he's like, Ooh, I like this part. Yeah. Law's like, like, probably took
0: the role because I I really want to say this. I
1: really want to do that monologue. It's like a whole paragraph of him just being an evil douche. And Jude law is great at this. You know, I wasn't, Whenever
0: I first seen the thing about this movie, I was like, Jude Law is, like, a really, really bad guy? Like, can
1: he do that? Yes. The answer is
0: yes. He can totally do that. Mm -hmm. And he should do it
1: more. Yeah. Uh, I think he showed in this movie he can be great at it.
0: Like, it was so good. Like, I was like, you know, you hate him in a lot of uh, some of these scenes in this movie because you're like, you hate him and you love him because he's just such a good villain. Like, and you're just like, wow, this is... This is really great. Like, it's a villain thing where it's like, you know, like Michael B. Jordan as the villain in Black Panther. Like, my only problem with that is like, how are you gonna top that in Black Panther Two? Mm, I don't know. Like, you gotta get like Denzel or something now. Yeah. Or Michael Jaw White or somebody like that. Like, yeah. There's, there's not many options for you to go beyond Michael B. Jordan. Mm. Uh, you really, you're gonna really have to go a lot higher now. So you can't just be like, oh, you, we had Michael B. Jordan. Now we're getting like, um, you know, the the next villain's going to be um, fucking. I don't really have a good example here. John Lovett. Uh, no. <laughs> you know i i just i don't know where they could go with that like like who's the next big villain for the black panther i
1: don't know i don't don't know how you how you go figure out what ryan coogler does with that oh just randomly since we're on black panther i was reading like this article that uh uh coogler you know in the script there's that line right before killmonger dies when you know uh t'challa's like you know well let me you know let me cure you let me heal you and then you can you know and uh you know and you can you can live with us in wakanda you know he's trying to like offer him like like you don't have to die you don't have to die right now i can help you with whatever you know problems you have you can still live in wakanda and be one of our people but you know we don't have to you know put you through therapy or like whatever and he was like, why? So he's like, you can, so you can lock me up and make me a prisoner. And he was like, uh, he was like, bury me in the ocean. Like my ancestors who would rather jump from the ship and die than, than live their lives in bondage. Yeah. And He said that when they wrote that line, they were like, the studio is probably not going to let us keep that. And they said that as soon as, like, I don't know if it was Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige looked at it and he was like, no, you have to keep that line in the movie. And he was, like, I thought you guys were going to cut that out because that's cutting really deep into slavery right there. And he was like, that's exactly why you keep it because it's the truth. It's like you had slaves that would have that dove off of the ship and killed themselves in the ocean, died because they didn't want to go to America and be a slave and work on a plantation. And that's why Killmonger is like, no, bury me in the ocean like my ancestors who jumped from the ship so they didn't have to live a life of bondage. And, you know, they were like, that's brilliant. You have to keep that line. That was a
0: great line. That's and they're totally like, good. we want
1: to see what Michael B. Jordan does when he reads that line. And you can feel the anger in his voice when he says it. Because when, he, when we went to go see that in the theaters, that got, uh, that got like a clapping ovation.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we. I was just kind of like, because I do this thing when we watch some of these movies where they're really excited. I'll just kind of like hit John in the arm.
1: Just, like, <laughs> just start punching me out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this, this is, is like, awesome. <laughs> This is gonna be the moment that Steve goes back on the Blu-ray and it's like, well, let me rewind that. Yeah, let me okay, rewind that. Uh, I am like,
0: oh, yes. Jordan. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, killing like, it with that line delivery. it like, and I love how they ended it. They didn't just. Like, kill off, like, an amazing character. I let him have his own amazing ending. Mm-hmm. And that was... looking. He was
1: looking at the sunset yeah. of Wakanda. So the, so,
0: the people that usually say this movie is overrated, uh, I, I'm not just going to, like, bash them or anything. But generally, if you hear people like, it was okay, but I think it's a little overrated. It was like, well, you didn't get it. Either or you're a racist. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you just didn't like that jab at your your culture or whatever and yeah. you know that's whatever not all white people are responsible for, for slavery but a lot of them are
1: yeah yeah unfortunately and
0: then a lot of them were slaves also like the irish
1: yeah <laughs> yeah slavery is not something that's uh that's went away either because now you have human trafficking it's the same and that's the, the chinese
0: a lot now <laughs> the chinese a lot so and then well like it's, the russians
1: are into that too yeah you know say that, yeah so yeah there's a lot of bad
0: stuff going on in the world. Let's try to think about the good stuff. That's why we're beyond the hate, and we're trying to think about the positives here. Right. And uh, you know, you you don't ignore it. You got to know. You got to be educated about a lot of this stuff because you really do need to know. Yeah. You know, you well, can't uh, you can't be ignorant. Now let's yeah. <laughs> I, see, I see you. Have so uh,
1: since we're kind of talking about some of that, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, people hated. Uh, Almost every character in this movie. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it so it says here, uh, Now let's talk about the other characters. After seeing the movie, I don't actually know the name of any of the characters other than Arthur. Uh, because you just don't give a shit. If every character had been introduced, even though they were... Uh, if every character that had been introduced, even though they were, uh, there were practically no introductions for any of them, had been killed at some point in the movie, I wouldn't have cared because you never got a chance to get to know them at all. Not that these characters were interesting at all to begin with. Very flat and boring. Merlin? Question marks uh, Rendered unimportant and replaced by a... Um, Uh, a gender politically correct beautiful female mage who remains nameless i suppose the lack of a name was supposed to lend some air of irresistible mystery to her it it filled miserably though it did not (sighs) and then it has a sigh at the end (laughs) sigh yes sigh uh so it says uh bedivere the handsomest of arthur's knights almost an Uh, Or almost an entire land Uh, one-handed he of muscular build Uh, well at least he had the build Uh, some including bedivere were uh, obviously cast in a fit of uh, politically correct multiculturalism please save it for where it makes sense guinevere lancelot all missing david beckham managed to land a spot though go figure I could write for hours what Ritchie did to The Legend of King Arthur. I mean, yes, it is fictional. But it's still about the turmoil in British history after the Romans left. Yet this movie uh, portrays a very late medieval fantasy world. And uh, what about all the black guys? <laughs> Nobody complaining about blackwashing? I would have bought it if the movie had offered an explanation. You know, like Roman connections to Africa, back and forth. But no. And what about the Asian guy teaching Kung Fu in pre-Norman England? 1,500 years before there was Kung Fu in China. So it's all about underdeveloped characters and a a fantasy structure. Hey, screenwriter, hot tip. When you build a fantasy world, tell the audience the rules. Also, Jude Law kills his wife and daughter and feeds them to an evil fat octopus chick in the (laughs) moat. And uh, now what? Oh, right. He turns into Skeletor with a flaming cape so he can take over the kingdom. But how? Who? When? Why? Um, Vatramen? Vitamin? Villamen? Or whatever his name is? It's Vortigan, by the way. Right. Pretty easy. (laughs) It's supposed to be Arthur's uncle. He's next in the line of succession. Uh, Why doesn't he just kill Arthur as a child and take the sword and be king? Done. He'd save us the last hour of lousy action cuts and forced acting with, the little, with a little reference to the source material of the Arthurian legend. <laughs> well, in the time of
0: Arthur, there were... This is, it, was, it wasn't a high number, but there were African-Americans, and there were... Not African-Americans. There were Africans, and there were Asians in England at that period of time. Yeah. Um, not, like Not many, but they were there.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, because everybody was like, you know, Kung Fu uh, didn't exist back then. That was 1,500 years before they had Kung Fu. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that martial arts has existed since China's existed, right? I mean, it might not have been Kung Fu necessarily as a style, but martial arts, in a way, yes, has existed since the Chinese were founded. Yeah, the the evolution
0: of Kung Fu did have to come from somewhere. Uh, I'm pretty sure, it hap- you know, came there, and th- this was this was also like there there probably wasn't people teaching kung fu in England then. That probably is a little far-fetched because it was very secretive, very you know, yeah. closed net circuit. And um, but also but this, this is was a movie with giant fucking snakes and elephants in it. Yeah, and also <laughs> also this is uh, an attempt to you know for Guy Ritchie to try to involve you know other races except a bunch of white people right which would have been considered whitewashing if he didn't actually go culture appropriate even though it's not a part of the history of King Arthur because that story would have involved mainly just white people white people uh but if he would have done that movie let's say he would have done that movie with and nobody had an entirely else, white cast he would have been considered whitewashing and it would have just been basically scrapped from the the you know the fucking movie history. Like it would have just been scrapped because they'd be like, "Oh, he can't even put any black people or Asians or anything in it." It's like, no, he did. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, if he would, if he, if he wouldn't have done it, he would have got scorched. If he, he did do it, he still got scorched because you know, if you do you. If you yeah, don't. you just can't win because it's just it's just how people act now. Social justice
1: warriors are everywhere. They're
0: social justice warriors, but they're not warriors for a cause. They're just warriors for... um, They just want
1: to bitch on the internet and make themselves feel better.
0: Yeah, they just want to make things worse for everyone. They want to make sure racism stays alive. They want to make sure that things are historically accurate. But if they were historically accurate, like, let's say, let's let's tell a story about, um... Um... I'm trying to think of something, uh, but you know, you tell a story about the, you know, the Irish or something like that, and then, then you don't have any black people in it. Is is that whitewashing? No, because there there were no black people during the the, the struggles of the Irish, because Irish people are white. Right.
1: You well, did, did you ever uh, did you ever see anything about that uh, that that uh, video game, The Kingdom Come Deliverance? It's like it's like an RPG game but it's like very realistic styled. Right. Because you don't have magic in the game. Like you're, you know, it's like medieval type fighting but like, you know, you can die in like two hits or you can have like a body part injured and stuff like that. Like it's meant to be realistic. It's meant to be like an RPG but what if you didn't have mages, you didn't have dragons, you didn't have all the fantasy shit. And it's supposed to be set I think in Poland in like the medieval times and then people were like well there's like literally no black characters in this game at all the entire like voice cast and every character you see in the game is white and then people like got onto them and they're like you didn't really try to include any other races and they're like poland in the medieval times was an entirely white country there were no ethnicities there the only ethnicity was white. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's still the case. Yeah, like how many how There's many black only Polish white people, people in Poland? <laughs> like how many black Polish people can you think of? Can you think of anybody who is black and Polish? Off the top of your head like a celebrity a sports yeah, sports, you know, sports, you know perso- No, I can't think person. of <laughs> His name is actually uh, Gumbeluski, but you know. Gumbeluski. Gumbeluski.
0: <laughs>
1: <I fucking can't. laughs> <Gumbelewski. laughs> so Brian Gumbel is actually Black Polish, confirmed. <laughs>
0: that is hilarious but what we're saying is like sometimes cultures are just cultures and there's no way that you can just you know change it historically but if you have a fantasy movie which king arthur is and always will be unless you prove that the real king arthur actually existed and you can actually find out his entire story right it's just the myth
1: yeah. So myths can just be taken however they want to. So you Bedivere do- you know, was his uh, Digimon Hansu. Digimon, Digimon, or a uh, Jaiman Hansu, uh, who's you know he's awesome in this movie as Bedivere And
0: you know, fuck you guys who didn't want him in the movie, like right. yeah, fuck that. It's I like we well, should have, have had- been like
1: a white guy. It's like how are you going to complain? It's Jaiman Hansu.
0: It's Hansu. He's fucking
1: amazing.
0: He's awesome. Yeah. He's going to be in the Captain Marvel movie coming up. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, uh, it, it, I mean, it, I think that's one of the things that that happens a lot of times is that the people who spend, like, their entire movie watching experience nitpicking races and stuff like that, it's like, then you're not focusing on the movie, you're focusing about cultural issues and... Then you need to go work for like the NAACP or, you know, like the Civil Liberties Union or something like that. That's what you need to be doing, not watching movies. Because yeah. apparently you're so focused on it, you can't even finish a movie without going like, Well, why is there all these black people in like, you know, medieval times or you know like- You know, black people did exist in medieval times too. Right. I
0: always hate that that thing whenever people were like, oh, well, why there's black people in these like, uh, you know, medieval
1: time stories, and it's like, cause they were they were there. Yeah. Well, cause a lot of times like weren't they? Uh, didn't they a lot of times end up in some of those countries because they were traders from Africa? They were traders. They were yeah. the,
0: uh, uh, And a lot of times don't don't get this confused historically. They weren't slaves because white people come from more than just one area. You know, they they do originate in Africa,
1: but they, they, you know, this is thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people forget that, like, ancient Egyptians were very dark-complected they were yeah they were very because egypt is in the continent of africa people think of egypt as being in like a separate middle east or something and there it's like no it's northern africa it's extremely northern africa and it's like right at the edge of the middle east that's why it's you know primarily like muslim now and they speak arabic and stuff like that like the actual egyptian language is mostly dead except for historians that still understand some of it and can speak some of it here's a good
0: historical fact why do you think that Egyptians are light-skinned and tan?
1: Because uh, didn't they like intermix with the Arabic people that came from the Middle East?
0: Arabics, but they were also conquered by the Romans.
1: Right? Yeah,
0: exactly. They were conquered by the Romans, so that's why their skin's lighter now. It wasn't always that way.
1: Northern Africa had been conquered so many times. Yeah, there's because... so many
0: different conquerors, but Rome conquered them for a long time. Yeah. You know, because well, they went like... to
1: war for so
0: long, and after Cleopatra, you know, after her, you know, suicide or murder, whichever one that you believe, because the Aspas snake suicide or she might have been killed by... um uh fucking whatever his name was um what was his name the general um anyway doesn't matter
1: (laughs) i don't Um, remember off the top man
0: you know because caesar was killed like around that same period by the senators yeah and then uh the romans which was the um octavian octavian's the one that uh, is the reason that um cleopatra killed herself or was murdered by octavian but yeah he conquered egypt that was the end of the monarch yeah because she was the last ruler and then rome conquered him
1: well and it's like uh and, <laughs> and then- she was inbred
0: so that's she was yeah she was she was inbred so she wasn't as hot as people make her out to be
1: <laughs> right but uh the other thing too is that they were also conquered by the Macedonians because Alexander yeah. conquered Egypt as well. And right and that's why they Africa. ruled
0: in Alexandria.
1: Yep. Because when That's why the capital
0: became Alexandria instead of Cairo. Uh, Cairo.
1: Yeah. And then the ancient the ancient Egyptian capital was Memphis, I think.
0: It was Memphis. Yeah.
1: Not like Tennessee. <laughs> the original Memphis was Egypt. The original yeah, they named Memphis Tennessee after Memphis. They also Egypt. had an Elvis. Right. That's yes. surprising.
0: You know, they had an Elvis too.
1: Yeah, who would have thought? Well, that's because he, he was Elvis. he was picked up by aliens. Well, after the aliens built the pyramids, right, they're right, like, right. we want that that entertainer because we're going to use him later. Yeah,
0: and they froze him and then they dropped They him brought off in him Memphis, back. Memphis, dropped him off in
1: Tennessee, and then Elvis yeah. resurrected again. And he really didn't die
0: on a toilet. They, the aliens just took him to their planet so he could rock out. Baby. Right. Yeah. You know, because there ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, right. sounds like some <laughs> alien language stuff. Yeah, Because, I mean, what the fuck is a hound dog?
1: Oh, that's a real dog. Never mind. Right, yes, that is an actual... But a a hound dog is also a guy who, like, you know, cheats around on women. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, the other thing, but... Crying all the time. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh... I I think that, like, any time that you... You have something like you have Asian people in the movie because... Uh, you know Arthur like trained with a lot of those mm-hmm. monk guys, those the, the Asian guys, and hell, he even knights one of them, George. He he once ever they start making their little resistance group of the different people because it's like Bedivere, it's the archer, um, the Wouldn't one been- guy and his son, and then you have George, who's the martial arts guy from the temple. Um, because he trained there. That's how he learned how to defend himself. He trained with the monks there. Wouldn't have been you know? cool if like he you would have just seen like a little
0: flash scene where he's just like randomly knighting Sir Anthony Hopkins. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> and then
0: just have it just pan off and never mentioned again. you play like
1: wasn't that Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> that was Anthony Hopkins. Wait, which knight is he supposed to be? Is he supposed to be? Like, is he supposed to be like Lancelot? Or? And people are like, no, that's just literally just Anthony. Hopkins. Anthony
0: Hopkins. It's Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> that was just something
1: the guy Ritchie wanted to do just yeah. for shits and giggles. It's
0: like, will you come in for like an hour so I can knight you on screen
1: with like the fictional King Arthur? Because I know you're actually knighted, but I kind of want to do it on screen. Yeah, Arthur, Anthony Hopkins I mean? is like okay yeah sure i'm down Sure. <laughs> how much are you paying me we'll give you like we'll give you like seven grand okay that's pretty good <laughs> that's
0: pretty good that'll that'll get my meal yeah back. it's like how much do you eat i don't eat that much but my wine is very expensive my wine is very expensive
1: <laughs> yeah there's two things in this world that i don't buy cheap and it's wine and steak yeah. <laughs> it's like well you, you are it's knighted, like do you want a so.
0: hundred dollar steak anthony hopkins
1: Don't feed me that garbage. Don't feed me that garbage. Feed that to the dogs. (laughs) I want a $500 steak. (laughs) It's like, holy shit. It's like, well, I guess when you're knighted, you can be like, get this garbage off of my table and feed it to the mutts. It's like, that's a $100 steak. Yeah, Yeah, it's 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 garbage. It's rubber. Give it to the dogs. So
0: like just picks it up and just throws it over there to the dogs. Now give me a real steak.
1: Now give me a real steak. I don't know what you were doing giving me dog food, but... Yeah.
0: (laughs) The joke's over. Right. (laughs) Real food. (laughs) Give me the $500 thing. If Anthony Hopkins was like that, he'd just be like a total dick. He'd be a total dick.
1: (laughs) Like, that's the kind of person that you would imagine. Like, I don't know. Who would you imagine being that? Bruce Willis. You can imagine... Yeah, Bruce Willis doing that... Or Christian Bale.
0: Christian, Christian Bale's Bale. like, what
1: the fuck is this? This is fucking garbage. Yeah. You can feed this to the dogs. Do you call this
0: fucking kale? Right. I can just hear yeah. that sentence come out Do you call this fucking kale. Right. This is fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'd be like that, like just at a restaurant. I think he'd be okay. I think he's just like that about his
1: profession. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be weird if you know it was Christian Bale eating kale? <laughs> Yeah, Christian Bell's just eating kale.
0: <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? This is romaine lettuce. I uh, I fucking ordered kale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'm Christian Bell, goddammit <laughs> He just like throws the fucking bowl on the floor.
1: Yeah, it's well, just like, like, what the fuck? You feed this to your rabbits. It's not eating this shit. We don't have any rabbits. Well, if you did, I'd fucking order them. Right. Cuz they can eat this shit off the floor. <laughs> oh, man but uh we'll go ahead and we'll take a bit of a break here and then when we come back we'll uh we'll we'll finish up and we'll talk about the last remaining gripes that people had with this movie
0: a bunch of bitches right <laughs> it's time to strap our boots on this is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender And there's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through We are the
1: ones who will never To the death, we are soldiers, we are soldiers Ooh. 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 We are soldiers, and we're back. Back again, Sadie's <laughs> back. Like, tell, tell some men. Fucking... Oh,
0: what's <laughs> the other version? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Fred Durst cut. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the, I think for for this movie, it. Anytime you have something that has fantastical type stuff in it, like giant elephants and like, snakes, like, you know, giant fucking snakes and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's always going to complain about either the CGI, which there were some complaints for that. But I feel like sometimes, because people want to talk about CGI so much in, like, fantasy movies or sci-fi or whatever, that sometimes we don't really have very much to add to it unless they have something very specific that they want to talk about. So I tried to avoid a lot of that in here and maybe focus on other stuff.
0: You know, the thing about CGI is um, the stuff that it generates isn't real. Right. So a lot of times uh, your your complaints are just seeing something that doesn't exist and thinking it should look differently. Which is just a weak complaint because how can, how are you the expert on what something should look like? Right. Like, even if it's so blatantly, like, out of place, like, let's say, you know, the Matrix, uh, whenever they did, um, there's a Revolutions, whenever they had the fight scene with the Smiths. Right. Yeah, it looked like a computer animation, but also, guess what? The Matrix is in a computer. Okay. So it doesn't fucking matter. Right. So get over it. It's like, literally, the whole movie could have looked like that. There, and looked different on the outside. That might have actually been better. So that's not really a complaint. This movie, the CGI, I did, that was never like even an idea in my head.
1: Mm-mm. Like because I thought I, it was good. Because I know we, we understand as movie watching people that they're gonna have CG in movies, right? We just we get that. It just happens. The movie Tag with Jeremy Rayner and Ed Helms and John Hamm,
0: there's CGI in that movie and it's about fucking adults playing tag. Right. <laughs> but the CGI comes because uh, Jeremy Rayner did a stunt in that movie. Where he broke both of his arms, and he finished filming the movie, and you can't even fucking notice. Right. He finished the movie with two broken arms, and he's playing tag. Yeah. And you can't even notice that his, his arms have cast on them because they CGI'd the cast out.
1: Right. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: That's you a know. fact.
1: Look it up. And and Kurt Angle won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> he still has a broken neck, cause you can tell he can't fucking
0: turn his head. Right? He's like he's like fucking James Khan <laughs> <Right?
1: laughs> Oh god! <laughs> then we're off the rails again. Yay! <laughs> James Conn. That shit just hit me like completely out of nowhere. Okay, um but, uh I'm <laughs> not going to be able to read this last comment now. Let's read it. Let's uh, get, get, let's, get, let's, get, me let's get through up. this. James Conn aside. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, for your consideration. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I am Khan. So, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny just to see like a cut of like Wrath the Khan, but it, on the screen it's just James Khan. <laughs> I am and He's just like Khan.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys know you would fucking love that. You guys would love that shit. Somebody needs to make that. Put that shit on YouTube. Make that a thing. Do it. Where it's just James Khan being like Khan. <laughs> yeah, he's just, just Shatner just like reacting and is like James Khan. <laughs> James Khan. Like Khan Nunyan Singh. Uh, <laughs> uh but anyway <laughs> so it says uh, the humor is cringingly bad and awkwardly out of place at one moment someone is making smart ass dad puns and merely seconds later someone is having a mind melting wizard overload moment with fire and ice exploding all over the screen including mysterious whispering voices in the background As Cliché demands it, the main character's dialogue is, of course, an endlessly flowing stream of these dreadful wits, uh, while he at the same time swings his mighty sword in magic and testosterone-fueled ecstasy. Half of the plot is told through flashbacks or flash-forwards, where the characters talk about something, and after they stop talking, then the events have presumably taken place. If they had cut down on the slow-motion CGI scenes, then there could have easily been time... To tell these parts of the plot in full. But I suppose the people behind the behind this low point in cinematography thought that the target audience would be pleased to enjoy two hours of trailer action without having to worry about abstract com- concepts like plot and story. I have absolutely no idea... Who such a target audience would be. Applying even the most basic logical thinking while watching this film will only lead to disappointment. At one point in the film, the good guys discuss if they can kill someone with a bow shot or if the distance is too great. During the next battle, they summon a gigantic serpent that annihilates a whole army. I guess they should have thought of that about that earlier. I find it remarkable how anyone could make an interpretation of the famous story of King Arthur last more than two hours while still keeping it so thin it could slide underneath the Great Pyramid of Giza. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, is a cornucopia of stupidity and indifference and no one should ever have to eat from. It's a dialogue-driven film, but the accents are too thick to be understandable for the film's rapid pace. I got lost and couldn't figure out what was happening until almost the third act. The pseudo slow mo flashback explanations didn't work, guys.
0: <laughs> well, one thing. Uh, well, I'll start with the the obvious part. If you're, you you can't understand this movie, then
1: Tommy should come hits you in the head with a tack hammer because you're a retard.
0: Yeah, because uh, this is pretty simple story of King Arthur. This Another is thing,
1: simple. Uh, the line do you remember about, what the plot of the movie is? What is the overall goal that Vortigan's trying to do? He he's trying to, you know, kill Arthur so he'd be the undisputed ruler. Well, besides that, what is he trying to what is he trying to build in the movie? Uh he he he's uh trying to build
0: the pussy up now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You put the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead and explain your point. Okay, so then, uh, what he's trying to do is the Great Wizard's Tower was right. destroyed before, so he's trying to rebuild, re-build the tower the, yeah. so that he can claim some of the uh, he can claim reclaim the power that Mordred once had, right? So uh, that's why the plot is that they're trying to disrupt his shipments and affect things. So that he's not able to build that and that's supposed to draw Vortigan out so he'll come to Londinium, which is basically London. London. And he'll try he'll put himself out there where then he can, you know, be involved in, in like an assassination. Right. And that kind of stuff. And it's like if you're watching this movie and you don't understand, they literally have an entire scene where like the mage I think it's the mage is explaining to them. What he's doing? He's trying to rebuild basically Mordred's tower because he wants that power for himself, you know. And it's like the whole thing with like, okay, so they're they're talking about the contemplations of a bow shot from 175 yards away. Could you actually hit somebody at that distance with a longbow? And then in you know later on scene, they have where uh, the the giant snake comes in and destroys. A good point, a good portion of uh, Vordigan's castle, and then they're like, "Well, why didn't they just summon a giant serpent to go take care of Vordigan when he was relatively out in the open?" It's because they're in a thing called a fucking city, and you would destroy hundreds, possibly thousands, of people if you have a giant. Yeah, they wanted to get Vordigan
0: kind of alone,
1: or with at least all the other villains. Right? Yes. They had to wait until he was in a location where he's basically just surrounded by other blacklegs. And black legs. She, he had also Knight. had
0: to wait until he met Mage, which he hadn't at that point. Right, yeah. So. Well, no, he's, he's met He met Mage, Mage at he, the arrow point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he met Mage. But the, she didn't, like, I don't think he trusted her at that point, though.
1: Well, when they're in the city, he doesn't really quite trust her when they're do- trying the assassination attempt. She summons the. Uh, I think it's the crows uh, to affect. Dude, you're not really supposed a... to trust the mages yet. Yeah. You're not really supposed to
0: trust mages in this story.
1: Yeah, which is kind of funny because I got like really big flashbacks to Dragon Age after I was like when I was watching this. Because you're like, I
0: should play Dragon Age. I'd
1: really play Dragon Age because in Dragon Age they have a severe mistrust of mages. That's yeah. the point of the whole story is they severely mistrust the mages. Right. So. He doesn't quite know exactly like what the mage is going to do and that kind of stuff. But when they realize that he's, you know, that Arthur's basically just going to walk into like Vortigan's castle, then she starts thinking up like, OK, well, I have a very large serpent that I could use to attack the castle and I can kill whatever blacklegs or the knights that I can and I can possibly kill Vortigan or at least, you know, injure him and that kind of thing. And so it's like if you say you unleash this giant snake in the middle of fucking London, right? What kind of chaos would ensue? Oh, you'd kill everybody. It would kill all kinds of fucking people. You can't unleash something like that in a city. That would be like unleashing one of those giant elephants from the beginning of the movie in, in London. It would just destroy everything. Yeah, it would kill everybody. Yeah, you would kill so many innocent people, kids, women, everybody. You know, like, you would have so many people in the way that you would be killing like that. The whole reason that they're It'd trying... It'd be mass to,
0: genocide to the Anglos at this point, right? right yeah.
1: yeah. And it's like... Because the Saxons
0: conquer later, then the Vikings came
1: and basically conquered. So, when people are, are watching this and they're like, Well, what, well so they if they, she can communicate to the fucking giant snake and, and make it go and, like, try and, and, and kill all the like the knights and, and Vortigern and his people... Why don't they just release it in London? If you think that, then you have no fucking qualms about just murdering yeah. innocent people. You're pretty much on Thanos' side. Yeah, then, you, you believe that, that, that Thanos like, hey, was right to destroy he should half the universe. should murder everyone. Yeah, it's like no that fucking. That is the answer. Yeah, just kill everyone, even if you have to kill a few kids in the way. Who cares? At least yeah. you killed the bad guy. It's like, bitch, then you're no better than that asshole.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's
1: just showing you
0: the, who the the world evil, and then. So the storyline's so thin it could slide under the Pyramid of Giza. I don't think he right. understands how that structure works. Right!
1: Because it's not on top of the ground. No. It is in it. It's built into the ground. <laughs> do you know how do you know how far the chambers and everything go underneath of the pyramids? Yeah. Uh, There's no way more structure no underneath No pyramid them. that's ever
0: been discovered is a tomb. It is a structure. Hollywood yeah. made it a tomb. No pyramid. In the history of pyramids, has ever been uncovered as a tomb? Tombs are separate from pyramids. Pyramids is a structure
1: that's built into the fucking ground,
0: right? For some unknown reason.
1: If you ever watch Ancient Aliens, and I, uh, you know, I've been well uh, because they have a lot of the episodes. Ancient on Aliens Hulu. is a great show. They have a, they have it on Hulu because they have the uh, History uh, Channel. History stuff. Channel. And it's like really cool because like they were talking about how you know the Egyptian pyramids, like they're like really when you get into them, they are not designed to be places where you house like uh, pharaohs or like family members or whatever. They're not the the Valley of Kings is designed to be tombs because that's where you would go. You'd be buried. It's well, like a
0: catacombs.
1: It's like a catacombs. Yes. That's not a pyramid. Yeah. Because
0: in the... The pyramids are
1: observatories.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing that people... Yeah. This, this is observatories. At least that's
1: effectively... Because what we think they are. They are the observatories. The chambers that you can look out the what they thought were ventilation chambers, to get air out of it because there are like sections of the pyramids that are like holes. And, you know, they can, you know, some people can probably fit through As them, far as maybe. we
0: know, the concept of astrology was invented by the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. So, in the pyramids, were there a way to do it? Because they're all aligned in certain places with the stars.
1: Yeah, because stars align with those openings.
0: And as, as much as Hollywood wants you to believe that any of them has housed any dead bodies, there has never been, and never will be, a tomb discovered in any of the pyramids.
1: That wasn't their purpose. Yeah. You might find, you know, maybe uh, jewels, gold. You might find stuff like that in there. Maybe. But- yeah,
0: because there's no hieroglyphs inside the pyramids. In any of the tombs that's been discovered in Egypt, there's always hieroglyphs inside tombs telling a story. But inside pyramids, there's no writing of whatsoever kind of any on inside any of them at all because they're not meant for that they're meant to be observatories
1: well the the aliens were i mean when they built them you know they were uh, illiterate so they i mean they couldn't have written shit on the walls.
0: yeah they were like we
1: are fucking tards we <laughs> they're fucking re-tards. but yeah we can levitate shit you know yeah. and we also can we've also mastered uh, interstellar and intergalactic travel but yet we're also retarded. But they're tiny because, you know, Roswell, they ordered those tiny caskets. So right. obviously
0: the weather balloon carried aliens. Right. <laughs>
1: and in case you. I in like- the spaceship. The, I meant right. the spaceship. The spaceship, alien, yeah. Not it's the uh, allegedly it's a weather balloon.
0: Allegedly, Air Force yeah. is covering. We know shit. you guys got
1: fucking aliens in Area 51. We whenever,
0: know you do. <laughs> we know you do. You know they they the government totally convinced two thousand people to cover up a weather balloon crash. I meant an alien crash. right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but getting back to the movie, um. Uh, it's it's you know I think that uh like when it says that like you know they use the uh they do like the cg flashback sequences where like you know arthur is like uh, he's seeing things uh from like his dad's past and he's re-remembering that day when I love his that stuff mother was killed and his dad you know ended up uh, you know putting the sword into his back and then he became the stone and all that kind of stuff and and that kind of thing it's like the, I, sometimes when you see movies do that and they kind of go back and they're like, well, we're going to show you a little bit more of that and then we'll go back to it. You know, we'll, we'll go into the story again and then we'll go back and we'll get you another little nugget of that. And then we'll go forward again and we'll do another little nugget. And so you finally have the full piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's like, sometimes that's really cool because you have to pay attention because sometimes they might be foreshadowing something or it's filling in something that you didn't realize before,
0: which I think was a problem because you know, People were sitting on their phones playing fucking Snake on their nose. On oh, the
1: Nokia's, yeah.
0: Right, don't don't rip us off again. Don't rip us off again. You know who I'm talking to. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. Paul uh, <laughs> <here. laughs> Um. Uh, By the uh, way, I'm, I'm sorry. I just had a. a yeah. Scary. You you okay? Yeah. You okay? I just I got a. I'm
1: about to get a, a napkin here in a second. Yeah. I yeah. Just, I just Paul sheared it all over my computer. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I just think that like, you know, I guess to to start to wrap it up, it's like I think um whenever you have like these giant, you know, movies like this that are like the um like action kind of fantasy epic type of stuff, the the thing that always happens is people are going to complain about the CG because of course, everybody complains about CG. But yet everybody understands that you have to have it in a movie, but yet that's the first thing that they complain about. It's like it It's like I think what happens a lot of times is that people don't go to a movie anymore to just watch it and be entertained. They go to it so they'll have something to bitch about on like Facebook or Instagram or, you know, whatever. And then they're gonna go on IMDB and actually write about it. And some of these people, I don't know, sometimes when you see how these things are written and how they're worded, it almost gives you the impression that they're like, Okay, I'm going through film school and I'm going to put this masterful critique of the King Arthur, Charlie Hunnam movie. And if I write this well enough, I'll get a call from USC and they're like, You know who we need for our film school? You. Because I saw your shit on IMDb and it was Fucking amazing. The way you tore into Charlie Hunnam and you talked about his performance and the way you talked about Jude Law's performance was fucking masterful. We want you to come in and teach our instructors on how to make a movie.
0: Right. Whenever and, you are 100% inaccurate. Yeah. And, and you have no Guy Ritchie's balls has more knowledge than you'll ever have in your entire life. Right. And if you're one of these people that write a review, You just have no ground to stand on. Because, guess what? Guy Ritchie's still making movies, and he's still successful. And you, you're still bitching about movies on the internet that you've probably watched eight times in a row.
1: Yeah. Because think about how many people, during these comments, might have watched these movies multiple times to make sure they went through everything correctly. They might have watched them more than we have in some cases, just so that they'd have enough to bitch about. Right. You know, and it's like, so you've you've literally watched a movie that you hate multiple times to make sure that you can put together an eloquent argument for how shitty it is. Congratulations, you've done nothing. Yeah, you have. Congratulations, you contributed to society in no way at all. Yeah.
0: All the time. (laughs) All the sixteen hours that you spent watching this one movie and bitching about it on the internet, you've accomplished nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I just would don't say th-
0: more, but I just don't feel like being that mean to you. <laughs> you seem like you need a fucking
1: hug. You're right. Some of these people probably do need hugs. I mean, we are trying to... That's why we need do... we need to hire Bailey, and then she can come and just in... Just hug
0: people, make you feel just good. Just hug people
1: and make you feel better so you won't bitch about movies on the internet. That'll be that'll be like our new campaign. It'll be like, can we you know, get
0: Bailey to come hug you, sad, tragic motherfuckers? Yeah, that are just crying over fucking morose bowls of cereal <laughs> and <laughs> asking, "My God, why?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta love that Ben Affleck. Yeah,
1: uh, it was one of those episodes of it, we we were talking about it, and I mistakenly and it's bugged me since and I mistakenly called his character Banky. That's not Banky. Banky is uh, Jason Lee's character. Yes. It's Holden. 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 Is the Ben Affleck character. Because I know somebody's probably listening and they're like, yeah, you you called Holden's character uh, Banky. You're retarded. It's like no, I we, fucked up. we know
0: what we're talking about, but there are slips up in our show. Yeah, uh, because we do
1: drink. We are drinking this. while we do this, so, so sometimes we'll fuck up. because we always name.
0: let you know. Like we're not one of the people that's like, hey, this is a good beer, but we're not drinking during the episode. We are drinking through the entire episode. Yeah, I'm. So, I have
1: been drinking the. Still drinking. The, I'm at the very end of my Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, and I'm pissed off because it's almost gone. Well, that's okay. Because our next rum.
0: episode uh we're doing which is our uh, uh we're gonna debut a new podcast right after this which is wrestling era Podcast. if we post it right after this or sometime <laughs> so
1: you guys listen. if not then the continuity this is gonna sound really weird yeah i but mean if we fill with that it's like a... yeah
0: we said we said something about wrestling Era podcasts and uh, y'all didn't do it it's like yeah because it was fuck up
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we were also drinking and we fucked up something yeah. and we just kind of decided to re-record it you know whatever should happen yeah
0: but we 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 go 100 percent on this and we don't edit it so it's like oh well that might not be factually inaccurate but so
1: sometimes i fuck up and i say the wrong thing and it bugs me every time i hear an episode. yeah
0: so we, we fixed it there that that was the fix and you know we know our kevin smith i mean yes. kevin smith is basically a god amongst us like he yeah. is super awesome we love that guy we love guy Ritchie too even though you know he's a newer generation kind of quentin tarantino fast paced quentin tarantino right tarantino's a slow paced kind of grind story most
1: everything that guy Ritchie does i like though yeah i agree 100 so, percent
0: yeah except that shit he did when he was with madonna <laughs> we will not speak of that though because what the hell, man?
1: What the what? Which one are you talking about when he was with Madonna?
0: That I don't even remember the name of the movie, but it was the one that she was in. Uh oh,
1: shit! I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, that right? And, and it's, it's not... Party Monster Macaulay Culkin, right? No, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you.
0: Macaulay McCulkin is Madonna, though. Right. <laughs> right. Isn't that his isn't secret Macaulay, identity? Isn't Mac- Yeah,
1: he's just Madonna. They look
0: exactly the same. Right. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Madonna is cuter
1: than Macaulay Culkin. I think we can agree on that.
0: Uh, debatable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, she's super sexy. Yeah, and uh, she's in
1: her 50s, so...
0: Yeah. Just like J-Lo. Props to J-Lo. We got yeah. your back, J-Lo. We're not racist. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, All those people <laughs> that thought that because you're... Puerto Rican that you can't you can't play. No, Motown? they said Mexican. Yeah, I they said Mexican. So, like, so they
0: don't understand Latino races at all, and that pisses us off. But that's for I a just, different podcast. Yeah,
1: I just because I watched but go a ahead YouTube and vent. video. Go ahead and vent. I, I watched the YouTube video, and this guy was talking about like how they uh, they don't want to pay any respect to uh, like black women in the music industry. And he was going on this whole thing where he's supposed to be woke, right? He's like, he's supposed to understand the world at such a deep level. right? Um, and so he, he's basically like, well, they give Cardi B all the, all the awards for the Grammys because, you know, she's light skinned and she's not like a real black woman and stuff like that. It's like, you know, the, he kept saying that she was Hispanic. She's mixed. She's half black, half Hispanic. Cause I think she's like half Dominican and then she's like half black, Which which is 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 relevant,
0: but it doesn't matter.
1: So so he was wrong on that because he said that she was just like, she was Hispanic. Right, which is called racist. Yeah, and then he said that uh, when they did the uh, the, the Motown tribute at the Grammys and they had Jennifer Lopez do it and he said that she was, uh, quote, fucking Mexican. And she was doing a Motown tribute, and he's like, "You couldn't have found any black performers to do a tribute to Motown, which is a you know a black-owned and, and black-performed record label." And I was like, "Okay, first of all, you're racist because Jennifer Lopez, ha <laughs> is Puerto Rican. So now you're racist because Definitely you don't even racist. know the difference between. Do you the remember difference-
0: the name of that person's channel?
1: Um, I, I, oh shit, I can't remember. It, it's in my uh, YouTube history." Right. Um, I wonder... No, I can probably find it because it was in my... Let's find it. Because
0: I I just want to tell you guys that are our followers, if you hear anybody just...
1: And uh, I downvoted it when I heard it because I was like, this dude is just talking nonsense. Because
0: I want anybody that uh, hears anybody that says anything like that, this, you know, not in a joking manner or in a joke form because jokes are something different. Jokes are fine. Like, you, you literally heard us... Say "retard" like four times in that. It was a joke. Yeah. You know? it's, it's jokes. Jokes are fine, but if this is something serious, this is a racist.
1: There you it is. It's his the name of his channel is called Woke Progressive. Woke Progressive.
0: YouTube. Go ahead. If you guys are followers of him, unfollow. I watched um, five
1: minutes of this. I literally watched it halfway through and then when he was talking when he said that Jennifer Lo- Lopez was a fucking mexican and she's doing the motown tribute i gave it a thumbs down and exited it out of the video well yeah
0: unfollow so- give it a thumbs down and <laughs> if you guys are are not aware of him then go to his page and just give him a thumbs down just downvote all of his shit yeah downvote because all of shit. because he's talking about
1: racism but yet he makes all kinds of hispanic like racism references in this he and it's is like,
0: apparently a racist and apparently it is hispanics that he is racist towards so yeah we, i have no tolerance of that my my kids are half hispanic so i don't have any tolerance for that
1: yeah so, so we you, what we need to do with this guy just like matt hardy would tell you to do is delete 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 delete, 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 delete. Right,
0: and this has been beyond the
1: hate peace I do on the top of the ship, but I'll just stick around, cause it gives you a test of you, step up the outtongue, get back and get stung, idiotic, you censor yourself, oh, you're that dumb, television me, it's a military in the world, on the motherfuckin' top of the world, man, I can't stand it, blame it, gonna crash land it, another consider me branded. another version of me, another version of you, most part of what you gotta do, why are you still alive? you might turn off for your choice, I'm a only man.